Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. Hello everybody, glad to see you've made it to the bottom of the playlist and welcome to the back row with Vanilla Wafers and this is the NASCAR Phil Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. It is almost race weekend. I'm super excited. They're going to be coming back to Darlington. And believe it or not, we got more news as far as what the next races will be in the coming weeks. We no longer just have Darlington and Charlotte. They have announced the next month of races. So I'm super excited about that. I'm also going to go over the entry list because we got a few teams that we haven't seen before and as well as more news regarding the Xfinity and Truck Series. So there's a lot of news to go through. So let's get into it. This is the NASCAR news in the racing world. Uh, this is the racing news, sponsored by our proud partner, Doug from Mississippi. He doesn't really do much with the news channel or anything in that matter. He just followed me on Twitter and just said, hey, I like your channel. I like you too, Doug. You keep it up. And now here's your host, Vanilla Wafers with the news. Alright, let's get started with the biggest news and that is regarding the schedule moving on forward. They have added quite a few races to the schedule. Before this, we only had four races for sure in the book for the Cup Series and that was the two races at Darlington, one this Sunday and the other one next Wednesday. Then the following week, they'd be running the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte on Sunday and then another Wednesday race, which was going to be 400K, something like that, on Wednesday night. Now, they just added on to the schedule, and it's not just going to be Charlotte and Darlington anymore. They're going to be going back to Bristol Motor Speedway, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series on Saturday and Sunday, May 30th and May 31st. The Cup Race is the one on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then next week, they will have all three series racing, the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series on both Saturday and Sunday. Gander and Xfinity Series will be racing on Saturday, and the Cup Series will be racing on Sunday, June 7th at 3 p.m. This is at Atlanta. And then we're going to do another midweek race. It's only going to be the Cup Series. They're going to be racing on Wednesday, June 10th at 7 p.m. at Martinsville. And then we move all the way back down to Florida, where they'll be racing at Homestead Miami Speedway. There'll be one race for the Truck Series, two races for the Xfinity Series, and one for the Cup. So one race um, for Xfinity on Saturday, they will share that with the Gander Outdoor Series, and then they'll share one on Sunday with the Cup Series. And the Cup Series race will be at 3.30 p.m. Now, this is at Homestead. And then finally, they'll be going to Talladega Super Speedway on June 20th and June 21st. And this will have the ARCA Series, Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series. ARCA and Xfinity will be racing on Saturday. And the Cup Series will be racing on Sunday. So now we have our schedule all the way to June 21st. Most of the month of June looks like it's going to be racing on Saturday and Sunday. The only race that's not going to do that is a Wednesday race. And that will be on Martinsville at June 10th. So we've added some races to the schedule. And I'm super excited to see that it's going to be more than just the racetracks around the North Carolina area. Now let's look at the entry list 
for the Darlington race on Sunday. Now, like I said, we have a few cars on here that I have not seen before, as well as a couple of teams and drivers. So here's the most noticeable ones. Ryan Newman is going to make his return in the number six Oscar Mayer Wiener car. Let's just hope it goes better than his Daytona 500 race because that ended in an accident. Of course, they're not going to be going that fast. They're not going to be that close together. So he should be good. Hopefully the worst case scenario for him is he gets his Darlington stripe. Then Josh Balicki in the number seven car for Tommy Baldwin Racing has signed up for this race. This was a complete shocker to me because I haven't seen Tommy Baldwin run a cup car since the Daytona 500, I think last year when they drove the number 71 car. They didn't even make the race. They said they were going to run a few races and they never showed up. I guess that Daytona 500 money, they needed that. And now they've given enough handsies and maybe they've been able to move their way around, especially with the one day schedule. So... Great to see the number seven back in. 27 of J.J. Yaley and no number 52 car. It looks like they bought out premium motorsports and moved J.J. Yaley into the number 27 machine. I don't know if the lower the number, they think that J.J. Yaley is going to be finishing higher. I, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think about that. Or premium motorsports has made the request to make it the 27. Maybe sponsorship. I don't know. But that's who J.J. Uh, Yaley is going to be driving is the number 27 and still Rick Rare Racing. Number 42 car, it's no longer Kyle Larson after he dropped the N-word on Easter. Happy Easter to him. He got an egg out of that one. And Matt Kenseth is going to be driving the number 42 car with his old partner, Kurt Busch, in the number one machine. That's going to be kind of cool to see. Timmy Hill, back in the number 66. I was kind of worried that that team would fall flat on its face. No Ross Chastain on the entry list schedule. It's kind of weird because Reed Sorensen's on the number 77. And then the last one, BJ McLeod for McLeod Motorsports makes his Cup Series debut in the number 78 machine. His team. He's raced in the Cup Series before, but... I did not see this one coming at all. His team is usually mediocre when it comes to the Xfinity series. So now he bought a car and he's like, I got it. I'll run in the cup series. I hope he does good. I think he's going to give Timmy Hill and maybe Garrett Smithley and JJ Elliott a run for their money for the 40th place position. But <laughs> I really don't see him really dominating the race. Hopefully he proves me wrong. Hopefully maybe he can get a top 20. But I just see him running in the back. But some noticeable names changes for the first entry list coming back. So I'm super excited to see a full roster. Now let's go into detail on how they're going to be starting up the lineups and also going to be running the events and why are we having so many small teams all of a sudden starting to run in the Cup Series. Well, this is how they're going to do it. Everything is going to be condensed into one day. So no qualifying, no practice, saves a lot of extra money for teams. So that's why we're starting to see some teams starting to run in the Cup Series. Now, as far as they're going to be setting up the starting lineup, here's how it's going to start in this first race. So positions 1 through 12 will be a random draw from charter teams in those positions in owner points. Charter teams are ones who have bought charters into the Cup Series so they can make every single race. It's from first to 36. So we already know who's going to be getting that 12th spot. It's going to be Ryan Blaney because that has the worst luck in the world. Then it then for positions 13 through 24, for those guys together, they will do a random draw for those positions. And then 25 through 36. And then the last four spots from 37 to 40 will be open teams in order of owner points in the owner points. They, they couldn't have worded that any more complicated. For these guys, it looks like I... If I'm not mistaken, it's Daniel Suarez, one of the Rick Rare Racing cars, 
Josh Balicki, and BJ McLeod. I think that's how the lineup's going to be for those guys. Everyone else is going to be a random draw from where they're at. And then after this race, from 1st to 20th, wherever they finish, let's say, I don't know, Kyle Busch wins the, the Starlington race. He will start 20th in the next race because they're going to invert 1st through 20th and they're going to turn it upside down. So if you finish 20th, you actually start on the pole for the next race. And then everyone back, they will just rely on points. So it's a very, very complicated way they're going to have this set up. I don't mind it for these first few races because if the person who wins the Darlington race on Sunday is going to be the most favorite to win the race on Wednesday because it's the same track. So to move them back to the 20th spot, I don't think that's a bad idea. So we'll see how this works, but that's how they're going to set it all up for this first race. Now, there was news earlier in this week that Chicagoland was in big trouble. And when I mean big trouble, people thought that they sold off part of the land for Chicagoland Speedway to some developers. And we thought we, that was going to be the end of Chicagoland. Now, we already know that they're not going to be running a race this year. But people thought that that track would be gone entirely. And good, thank goodness it's not because they just gave an update. They said, nope, no, no. Darling, uh, Darlington, what the hell am I talking about? Chicagoland is not part of that plan. So a lot of people were panicking like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose a cookie cutter track. No, uh, don't worry. That's not the situation. So Chicagoland is still going to be alive and well, but I just wanted to address that real quick because that was a scare for a lot of fans. Now, the last bit I wanted to cover was the seven time champion of Jimmy Johnson. Is he going to be retiring from full-time competition in NASCAR by the end of the 2020 season? The answer is still yes. And the reason why this was questioned was because of the whole COVID-19 pandemic. We thought the schedule was going to be severely dense or even thrown away. That's how scary a lot of people made this COVID-19 situation. And it, it honestly is, don't get me wrong, but everyone thought that uh, racing was going to be done for the year. But it's not, thank goodness. And Jimmy Johnson said unless the schedule was going to be really condensed, he was going to run the 2021 year. But since they are already making it up with the midweek races, he said 2020 will still be his last year, which is fair enough. Um, it's kind of a bummer. We were hoping to get another year of Jimmy Johnson. But you know what? Uh, 2020, he says that's his final year. So I think it's going to be confirmed now that Jimmy Johnson's will be retiring at the end of this year. And that will conclude today's news. We got a lot of exciting news moving forward with the NASCAR world. Now that we're finally back in real racing, now the excitement starts to kick in. We don't know which tracks we're going to be racing at. We don't know which teams will be signing up for which races. I'm super excited about it. But before we go looking into the future too far, let's focus on this race right now, the one that's coming up on Sunday. Let's see who's the favorite to win. Now, before we go into the favorites on who's going to win the race, let's look at the history of Darlington Raceway. Ah, yes, one of the first tracks on the schedule. Opened in 1950, it's 70 years old. Has some great nicknames such as the Lady in Black, the track Too Tough to Tame, the Throwback Racetrack, the one that gives everyone the stripes, and yes, the Egg Track in the middle of the swamp. It has, it has a lot of names, but it's mostly known as the Lady in Black. 
Darlington has provided some exciting racing just because of the funny configuration and also the design of the track. It's not like any other racetrack on the schedule. The track is literally almost like cut in half. One of the part of the track is completely flat while the top end is on a bit of an angle and exactly the angle is 25 degrees to 23 degrees. It's different in both turn one and two and turn three and four. The most noticeable NASCAR Cup Series records from this racetrack is the most wins with 10 by David Pearson, the most top fives, which is Richard Petty with 25, and the most top tens, which is Bill Elliott with 35. Now, all those guys are retired, but one driver that isn't retired is Denny Hamlin. He's on the records list for the best average finish, which is 6.2. That is pretty phenomenal. He's been racing since 2006, and he usually, on average, finishes sixth place. So he's always a guy to look out for when it comes to Darlington. The past winners from the Gen 6 cars, which is 2013 till now, are Matt Kenseth in 2013, Kevin Harvick in 2014, Carl Edwards in 2015, Martin Trex Jr. in 2016, Denny Hamlin in 2017, Brad Keselowski in 2018, and Eric Jones in 2019. What these statistics tell me is that the best person to go with when it comes to this race are Toyotas. More specifically, the Joe Gibbs Racing Camp. They have won five out of the last seven races held there. I'm gonna count Martin Trex Jr. too since he was in a partnership with Joe Gibbs Racing in 2016. So, who's the one that I think has the best chance? I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch. It's been since 2008 since he's won the race at Darlington. However, he does look really good this year, as he always does. He's been a dominant force, and I think he's gonna be leading the charge as far as the Joe Gibbs Racing Camp. Other driver besides a Toyota, I'm going to go with Chevy next, and I think the person to go for there is Chase Elliott. And the reason why I'm picking Chase Elliott is this guy drives similar to his father, Bill Elliott. And Bill Elliott dominated Darlington a lot. Like I said, 35 top 10s. And you know what? It's hard to go against Rick Hendrick right now. They have some really, really good cars. I mean, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, and Jimmy Johnson are all in the top five in points. And Chase Elliott has had a dominant car. He just hasn't been in a spot to win. So keep an eye on him. I think he's going to give Joe Gibbs Racing a run for their money. And as far as Ford goes, I like the Penske camp. However, I don't know if I'm going to go with them because they do have a few crew chief changes. And I don't. Th and Ryan Blaine's definitely the best one out of them all. Uh, actually, maybe he's tied with Joey Logano because Joey Logano does have two wins this year. I don't see those two winning as far as a Ford goes. I more see Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick's always been really good at Darlington. Um, hopefully he doesn't have a pit problem. That's usually where his woes lie, is usually something with the pit road incidents. But if that doesn't happen, I definitely like his chances of winning this race. So definitely the top three I'm gonna go with is Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott. And any, basically anyone in the Joe Gibbs camp is gonna be an honorable mention as far as a driver that goes. People I think that are going to be making a run for last place, I'm going to have to pick three. So my three picks are, I'm going to go with Reed Sorensen in the number 77. That team either does good at restricted plates or they finish near the back. I, I like BJ McLeod. Uh, it's really cool, but I think he's going to be someone who's going to finish near the back. I could be wrong. And then for the last spot, also JJ Yaley. I think those guys are the three favorites to finish in the back. As far as the best rookie goes, I'm gonna go with John Hunter Nemechek in the number 38. I have a good feeling about him. I don't think Cole Custer is gonna edge him out as well as Christopher Bell. They
They've both been struggling. I think John Hunter Nemechek is going to be the best finishing rookie of this race. And those are my favorite picks going into Darlington this Sunday. And that will conclude today's episode. Hopefully you guys are going to be able to have Sunday free because got real racing's back. I can't wait. It's going to be super exciting to finally have those cars back out on the racetrack. I am not going to be doing anything else on Sunday except watching that race. And hopefully you guys are able to too. But thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I've been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time. So I'm going to pull the car right on in and collect my last place winnings. And I'm out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>